Hello, St. Louis. This is your host, Brian Bisking, and this is the STL Leaders Podcast. Did you know that there are 2.8 million people that live in the St. Louis metro area? There are many leaders inside of that population. I started this podcast to give those leaders a voice. The STL Leaders Podcast mission is to speak to the leaders of our area to gain insight into their story, their journey, and the lessons they have learned along the way. Each episode gives you inside access to the people who make St. Louis what it is today and what it will be in the future. Listen as we dive into what makes each leader so impactful and how they view success, mindset, and leadership. This podcast is brought to you by Synchrony HR, NWO IT Services, Inbound Blend Digital Marketing, and Enterprise Bank and Trust. On this episode of the STL Leaders Podcast, we welcome Aaron Joy. Aaron is an award-winning business consultant, coach, and community leader who has been voted one of St. Louis's top people to know. She is the founder and CEO of Black Dress Circle, a peer advisory program for women business owners. Aaron always has been fascinated in the why behind what propels people, leaders, and employees alike to excel. So it's no wonder she's currently working on her PhD in business psychology. She has great insight into what makes people tick, what makes people tune out, and where the future of leadership is headed. Knowing the secrets to leading effectively helps people succeed on every level and in every context, from multinational corporations to universities to small mom-and-pop businesses, and that's what she's here to talk to us about today. It's my honor to welcome Aaron Joy to the show. Aaron, thanks for being here today. I really appreciate it. Oh, Brian, the pleasure's mine. Thanks for having me. No, absolutely. I we were just chatting here a minute ago, and I'm uh, just excited to really, you know, talk to you and and hear your story and your organization and how you know it's it's interesting. You're not only leading your organization, but you lead a lot of other organizations, and I think it's a a great fit into really the the point of this podcast, which is to give the people of St. Louis um, some insight on the people who lead our community. And you're an instrumental leader in our community, and I'm excited to talk to you today. Well, thank you. It's uh, I, I love you know having conversations like this, and I think how we all grow is that, that we learn from each other. That's you know how I've gotten where I am, probably how you've gotten where you are, how your listeners have gotten where they are. Is you know it's not always you know just ourselves and and hard work. It really is developing ourselves, and I Absolutely. think that's the name of the game. Absolutely, I think you know to. To get into any type of leadership position uh, or CEO of a company or owner of a company or anything along those lines, there's had to have been people along the way who have mentored you to get there, but also you've had to be a student of leadership and really either read books or watch videos or attend conferences or things along those lines to really shape who you are as a person. And this platform gives me the opportunity to really show and highlight uh, the people of St. Louis and and, in leadership. So I'm excited. I'm excited to speak with you about that today. Yeah, we have a, a shared love of St. Louis. So how fun to talk about leadership in St. Louis. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which brings me to my really my first question. Tell me uh, and our listeners, what was growing up like for you? Uh, are you from St. Louis? Uh, what high school did you go to? All those fun St. Louis questions. Well, I can't answer that high school question, at least not in the St. Louis context. I grew up in <laughs> Illinois, a small town in Litchfield, Illinois. And my family wound up in Litchfield, Illinois from the Chicagoland area when my dad received an offer to be the head football coach in Litchfield, Illinois. So he had been coaching in the Chicago area as an assistant coach and uh, this opportunity came his way so we moved to Litchfield in 1976 and my dad for sure is 
um, a you know key figure and role model for me when he moved to Litchfield in the summer of 1976 he moved before the rest of the family and lived in a tent on a campground so that he could start the football practice with the students before the family moved and so I come from some hard-working get it done, make it happen, um, very high work ethic. Um, we're a work hard, play hard family, so we don't burn ourselves out. And my parents ultimately became entrepreneurs with that grit and determination behind them. So um, as a family of teachers, my dad was a teacher and a coach. My mother was a teacher with three little kids. You know, my parents eventually, you know, realized that they couldn't quite get ahead and create the kind of quality of life that they were seeking um, on two teacher salaries. And my dad worked every summer in addition to coaching. He had a little, you know, side hustle of painting houses. And so he never had the summers off like many teachers love and, and, sure. and talk about as to why they are teachers. Well, that's not why they're teachers. One of the perks that they love about being a teacher, I should say. Sure. Sure. Um, so they saw some friends. It goes back to who your mentors are. They saw some of their, their actual um, high school friends and elementary school friends getting into insurance. They had two friends getting into the insurance agency uh, business. So um, ultimately, my dad went to work for an insurance agency for a brief period of time. He uh, left that firm, started um, his own company. It was a, a company that both of my parents created and started started in the dining room of my childhood home. And wow. they built that business up to um, also own a real estate company. And they started buying real estate and building real estate in our, in our small hometown in rural uh, Illinois. And their dream was always to eventually um, cash out and to eventually sell that business and to live on a boat in Florida half the year. And 11 years ago, that's exactly what they did. They sold their insurance business. They later sold their real estate business. They bought that boat and they spent half the year in Florida and half the year in Illinois in uh, on another lake home. And so my parents are the, um, the model for me, they are the entrepreneurial dream that so many of my clients have to build a business, to have fun while they're doing it, and then to cash out and to, um, you know, have another expression of themselves that's, you know, that they've been dreaming about, um, that one day when they're not, you know, managing people and, uh, you know, managing loans and dealing with cash flow and payroll and marketing that they will be able to kick back. And that's what yeah. they've done. So those are my models. No, that's um, so your story, which I this is the reason I asked this question, I think is so cool because your story is so much like mine. Um, really? So I was actually born in Edwardsville, Illinois, which I know you know where that's at. A graduate yeah. of uh, Edwardsville High School in 2004. My dad owns a barber shop in Edwardsville, Illinois, and through the barber shop, if you know anything about barbers, they have their hands in a variety of different stuff. Uh, and then my dad owned, started a property management company, had an auto body shop, owned apartment complexes, had his hands in a little bit of everything. Um, and now he is set to retire after 50 years. Uh, this year, actually, will be his 50 year uh, owning his barbershop and a variety of businesses he's owned. And he's retiring and wants to also retire to Florida. So I think it's a, a really unique little story that how, the, how our stories kind of 
know, correlate there by both growing up in rural Illinois. So I also can't answer the what high school did you go to in St. Louis? Although I would say I think most people in St. Louis know where Litchfield, Illinois is, and and I, I'm sure they also know where Edwardsville, Illinois is. So I guess we both kind of have that in common. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's an easy escape at least. A lot of folks say, oh, I know Litchfield. I stopped there to go to the bathroom on the way to Chicago. I'm like, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, and you're right. They have a nice little lake there that I've uh, been on many a times in, in my life. So yeah, we've been on that lake as a family for 44 summers. This was the first time in my in 44 years that I only went on. On the lake one time. Really? Wow. Well, yeah, you know, that's that brings me to really one of the topics I want to talk to you about today is obviously how this, you know, COVID-19 pandemic has kind of uh, impacted a lot of us. But before we uh, get into that, you know, talk to me a little bit about your organization. I think what you what you do is, you know, really, really neat and very, very meaningful here in the community. So talk to me about the organization you started, what made you decide to start the organization and, and really what it is today and how it impacts our community. Yeah, Black Dress Circle is a business consulting and coaching company, and as the name might imply, we're focused on women business owners. You know, the black dress is a go-to piece, and my objective is to be a go-to resource, consultant, and coach for my clients and for the community at large. And and uh, you know, being in the black you know, means that we're profitable. So that's what we're here to create for our clients. And so our, our flagship offering is our Black Dress Circle Peer Advisory Groups, which is uh, an experience uh, that's a year-long program. Um, most of our clients stay in for many years, as many as eight years right now, which is as long as we've had the program in existence. <laughs> and um, women come together, and these entrepreneurs come together uh, once a month to learn not only from me, but from each other. And there is research that supports that women entrepreneurs, let me back that up, there is research that supports that entrepreneurs, period, uh, really benefit and can propel themselves and build momentum when they are in a peer learning environment. It boosts their own confidence when they see and realize what it is they can contribute to someone else. And they, of course, get to shorten the learning curve. Um, they get to learn from someone who's been there and done what they're doing and has experience and can tell them, you know, what not to do in the, in the situation that they're in. So yeah. that's a little bit about what we do at Black Dress Circle. That's our flagship offering. And then I do work with um, business owners directly as um, a consultant, as a coach, as kind of a, an interim COO for companies that need to do some turnaround, uh, turn around, um, you know, kind of the state of their organization, prepare to sell the company. Um, one of my favorite things to do is to help my clients, you know, get ready for a sale. And we start doing that years in advance so that they really can maximize the value of their organization and the value and they can maximize their many, many years, if not decades and decades of hard work. Sure. So how did you how did you or what prompted you I guess you could say to start your organization? What what was the path like to get there? Was there risk to start the organization? Did you leave a corporate America or, or what did it look like to start it and and how did you develop it to what it is today? Well, I've essentially been an entrepreneur for 25 years uh, since right out of college. Okay. And uh, certainly having parents as entrepreneurs is what propelled that. I okay. 
uh, worked for my parents the, the summer that I graduated from college and thought I could do this. I could I could get into real estate. And that's exactly what I did. I started selling real estate out in St. Charles County in the mid 90s when that was the fastest growing county in the state of Missouri. And um, I really loved the real estate industry and I also loved the opportunity that came my way to work with home builders um, as a real estate agent and what I found pretty early in my career is that I prefer the B2B environment versus the B2C environment. I love strategy and I love uh, the conversation we're having here and that's not a conversation you have in a B2C environment. Right. So I started working with home builders and eventually doubled down on that industry and became a consultant to the home building industry and I know that you um, are curious about and interested in and and really promote you know having mentors and so sure enough um, I had a mentor who crossed my path a bit and became my business partner in the early 2000s and he took me under his wing and really developed me from a real estate agent into a true businesswoman and into a consultant and so we did turnaround work turning around underperforming subdivisions and condo projects and doing feasibility studies to help builders figure out what to build where to build it who to build it for how to price it the product mix all those kinds of things and then the housing industry came to a screeching halt in the spring of 2007 and so I held on um, as long as I could and by the end of 2007 after making about $25,000 that year as a single <laughs> woman um, I knew I had to get out that the industry was going to take a long time to turn around and there was no money to pay consultants so I pivoted. I knew that the skill set I had developed as a real estate agent, um, having consumed a lot of sales coaching and training and mindset training, uh, time management training, you know, all the things. Um, and I had been doing this turnaround work for home builders. Uh, and, and I had started dabbling in a little bit of organizational development work uh, and kind of change management. I knew that that skill set was transferable and I could take that to other industries. So that is what I did. And yeah. I was, I was, um, you know that that basically was the the prompt for this business um, yeah. so so soon after I created black dress circle and and I, I knew that as a consultant and as a business coach um, who's focused on small business I could not position myself as uh, I can help any small business with any problem I'm a generalist I work in every area of the business I help my clients with everything under the sun that you can imagine that entrepreneurs face that executives face um, both business and personal because I, I work at the intersection of business and psychology so I um, started this company and I knew that I needed to segment the market and I, I, I looked at the audience that I really loved serving and I realized it was women business owners that that really um, focusing on women business owners would give me a, a, a great platform to truly be a specialist from a marketing standpoint um, to be viewed as a specialist but also to really become a specialist to understand everything there is to understand about women entrepreneurs and you know in st. Louis 
in St. Louis, Washington, a degree from Washington University holds a lot of clout. And having just come from, you know, a real estate background, I wanted to expand my credibility. So I started in a human resources management program at WashU and got a master's from Washington University and um, got the bug and got the itch to continue on. And I'm at the tail end of my PhD in business psychology with a focus on uh, and a research topic of success and well-being among women entrepreneurs. And so uh, when I say I work at the intersection of business and psychology, and when I say that I uh, set out to become an expert uh, in what women entrepreneurs deal with, that is exactly what I've done. And it has paid off for you know my own business, for applying all of my learnings and my experience and, and my exposure to my own business, but just as importantly, or perhaps more importantly, uh, I apply all of that to uh, help my clients produce the results that they want to produce, just like my parents have produced, <laughs> just like your parents have produced. So sure. to me, that's kind of the full circle of my journey. Now for a quick break, we bring in Enterprise Bank and Trust. I don't know who you guys bank with, but us at the STL Leaders Podcast bank with Enterprise Bank and Trust. Enterprise Bank and Trust member FDIC knows that every business and every person is unique. That is why we get to know you in a way the large financial institutions just don't. We encourage you to get to know Enterprise. Let us get to know you too, because together, there's no stopping you. You can find more at www.enterprisebank.com. Now back to Aaron Joy. You know, I knew that you were getting your doctorate, so congratulations. That's exciting stuff. But talk to me, you know, you, you deal with... Um, business owners, uh, you know, women business owners uh, and executives of, of organizations. And obviously 2020 has been a challenging year for uh, a lot of people personally, professionally, um, and just a variety of different areas. And so, you know, you, you say you got the psychology piece of it, you got the coaching piece of it. So I'm sure in 2020, you've been doing a lot of coaching to, um, to individuals, whether it be personally or professionally. And so, what challenges do you see right now that um, small businesses here in St. Louis are facing uh, would be the first part of that question. And then the second part of that question is how do we come together as a community to overcome those challenges and help out the people here in St. Louis who are small business owners who have invested time, money, uh, energy into these businesses? How do we help them as a community? Yeah, I I think that the biggest one of the biggest challenges that we're facing as entrepreneurs and business owners uh, and business leaders as a whole is planning in uncertainty. You know, on, Febu on February 15th, we thought we knew what March 15th would look like. So we were living with this uh, somewhat of an illusion that the future was fairly certain, that it was going to yeah. be more of the same. And then March 15th hit. Um, you know, in, in this in, in St. Louis area, you know, that was about the time when it got really real for all of us. Monday, March 16th was, you know, the day that I kicked off my COVID response. And so, you know, the thing that I'm working with a lot of my clients on that I think that every business owner and business leader needs to be doing is really um, creating the scenarios now, now that we're seven-ish months into the, you know, to the pandemic, I think we have to be running scenarios uh, and, and I, first identifying what the likely scenarios are that we are facing um, and 
you know, even though we don't know, you know, there is still so much uncertainty. We, we, we have a little more idea now as to how things are kind of sort of going to go. So there are, you know, our top two to three scenarios of what's going to happen in our business. And I'm really encouraging people to get that, get those scenarios on paper, identify them, get them on paper, and then identify what are you going to do inside of those scenarios. So for example, in my business, you know, scenario number one is that we're going to, you know, continue to automate our marketing, which is what we're doing now. We're automating our marketing, our sales, our onboarding pipeline. Um, and that, that, you know, that that's going to work and that that's going to generate new business. Um, scenario number two is that we're going to do all of those things and it's not going to work, which means that we need to hire an expert to help us figure out where we're going wrong. And scenario number three is we do all of those things, but the cash dries up like it did back in my old home building days. And there's just not enough business to go around no matter what. And so, you know, in that case, I have a whole plan around what I would do if the cash dries up enough. And by cash, I mean in the entire market, you know, like businesses just don't have the money to invest, even though they need the help, which is what I experienced in the home building industry. Builders, by the time home builders knew that they needed our help, it was too late. Too late and, yeah. um, you know, in many circumstances, the banks, they were, they were in the workouts, you know, department of their banks. Uh, I know you have a great banking sponsor of your uh, podcast. Um, yes. So they were in, they were in the workout department of that bank and other banks, and they couldn't invest in coaching and consulting and turnaround work. So, um, so, you know, for me hit when COVID hit, I drew on my experience from those days in home building and the crash of the housing industry. And I was able to ask myself, what is it that people are going to need? And having been through it before, nothing just like this, but having been right. through some very serious um, uncertainty and financial hardship. Um, I was able to put a plan together. And uh, so I, I just, I'm such an advocate for planning. And I am not, I just am not, I'm going to say allowing, if you will. I'm just not allowing my clients to say, well, there's just so much uncertainty. I just don't know what to plan. No, no, no. We're going to break it down. We're going to identify the scenarios. We're going to identify the, your action plan inside of those scenarios. And we're going to move forward. And so yeah. I do think that um, that's one of the best things that entrepreneurs and business owners and leaders can be doing. And I think that, you know, to answer your second question, we need to be doing that at a community level. And so when the pandemic first hit, you know, I did um, a variety of things um, based on, you know, taking the weekend of the March 14th and 15th to get my head on straight, you know, and knowing <laughs> what I was coming into, right. you know. Uh, so I, I, I launched on, Feb on March 16th um, office hours uh, every single night for anyone in my network, anyone in the public, anyone in St. Louis area to drop in and to do some Q&A. I launched a Facebook Live every single morning. Um, to talk about what I was sensing, what I was learning, what I was reading, what I was recommending to people. I created the State of St. Louis um, business weekly call with local leaders every Friday morning. And, um, and then I created the St. Louis Small Business Task Force. And those were all things to 
um, just like my business does, to connect business owners with each other, to connect leaders with each other so that folks are learning from each other. And that is how you know business gets done in a city like St. Louis. Absolutely. And that is how learning happens. Um, that is how, you know, resources get exchanged. One of the uh, very, really key factors that has been um, supported in the, in the academic research on entrepreneurship is that uh, a distinguishing factor among successful entrepreneurs is that they have access to resources. And the place where the resources generally lie is within the network. So what you're doing, Brian, you know, what, what people do in St. Louis, in any city for entrepreneurs to expand networks is it does make a direct impact on businesses. Just before we got on this call, I was on the phone with a woman business owner who I was getting to know a little better. And we had one minute left was one of the reasons why I was a few minutes late for you. <laughs> we had one minute left and she said, oh, do you have a uh, an IT company in your network? Uh, among your black dress circle members who might be able to come in and help us with software and hardware and I was like absolutely I do so here is you know a business owner who has a need and doesn't have to just go out into the internet uh, to just see who's out there uh, yeah. not knowing they're if they're credible if they're reliable if they have integrity but she could ask someone in her network and be connected like that to the yeah. right resource well, I think, you know, I think what was so important there is what, you, you know, in, and it's honestly the model of your business is, uh, you know, the peer to peer advisory board uh, that St. Louis is a, is a huge network community. Right. Every, you know, it's why do I tell people who aren't from here is St. Louis is a little big city. Right. People network in St. Louis. It's all relationship driven. And I think to your point that when this pandemic hit. Um, we needed to bounce ideas off of other leaders. We needed to bounce ideas off of other people in the sim similar positions that we're in um, to how to navigate through this time. Um, and, you know, I think that was really one of the reasons I started this show. Uh, obviously, you know, when, when the COVID pandemic hit, I did not have this podcast. I started this podcast really in the middle of the pandemic, but it was a way to continue to network in this community with people who I'd already met but to give them a voice uh, in our community to talk about what they're doing either inside of their organization or leading as a community. You mentioned the St. Louis Small Business Task Force that you're, you know, that you developed and you're a part of that, that really it is advising people on how to, how to deal with this COVID pandemic. And I think that's important, right, is we've never been through this. We can talk about the housing uh, crisis in 2007, 2008. But this is, even, and to your point, it's even different from that. And, yep. um, and there is so much uncertainty. We don't know. Uh, even today, we don't know what next month's going to hold. We don't know, uh, you know, what, you know, what the, when the vaccine's coming, what therapeutics are doing. Um, and unfortunately, it's gotten very political, uh, no matter what side of the aisle you're on. Um, and so I feel like there is a lot of uncertainty. And I think the point that I'd like to drive home here is to anybody listening to this is, um, to Aaron's point, have a plan. Know, you know, and have different scenarios inside of that plan so that you can work through whatever scenario hits you that you are set up to, to kind of come through this and, and be successful. Um, I think, you know, St. Louis is a fantastic community. I hope we all can rally around our small businesses in our community. Um, you know, this show has been a great way for me to highlight some of those small businesses uh, here in St. Louis. And I, so I think uh, as a community, we need to continue to, to try to come together uh, and be there for one another. Um, Aaron, let me ask you this. Um, tell me a little bit about you know, as you continue to grow your business and, and you, you know, going through these times, how, how do you find business yourself? I'm assuming it's through networking and referrals and word of mouth. 
We are very, very fortunate to have a lot of networking uh, referrals and word of mouth. And we're actually starting a referral campaign right now where um, anyone who refers a new um, prospect to us who becomes a client of our Black Dress Circle Peer Advisory Group, we're paying a $500 referral fee. This is the time to, you know, leverage cash if you can and where you can, because um, there's a lot of need and there are a lot of people who um, who know business owners who we could help, who I could support. And I just need to connect with them and, sure. you know, have a conversation and find out, you know, if we're a good fit. So we are um, launching a pretty aggressive referral campaign. We are um, because our audience is of course, women entrepreneurs. Um, we're starting. We're starting a new series on the state of women-owned businesses, and that is a webinar that we'll be producing not just in St. Louis but nationwide three times a year to coincide with the three times a year that our um, program is open for enrollment. Uh, the three times a year Black Dress Circle membership is open and available. And so that's one of our next moves in, or in terms of how we'll get new business. And I'll tell you what, this is um, what I'm really looking forward to get uh, kind of jumping into next is LinkedIn prospecting. So I have a couple of clients who are having great success with LinkedIn prospecting. You know, my clients are on LinkedIn um, yeah. and they are they are, you know, easily identified by, you know, their title. And um, we have a list of you know, thousands of women business owners in this region. And so we're getting ready to launch some LinkedIn prospecting. You know, those are a couple of the things that we're doing in the short term. And we have, of course, some midterm and long-term uh, marketing strategies that we're un unveiling as well. We work with a great local uh, marketing firm and we do everything together. It's uh, and headed, headed by Andrea Arco at Arco and Associates. And um, I always say, you know, I don't, I don't make any moves in my company without running it by Andrea Arco because she's such a great um, marketing strategist. And, you know, going back to that network, I think that's what we all need. You know, we all need right. someone who we don't have to wonder if we're doing the right thing. You know, we we at least have an expert that we can run things by. And, and you know, as an entrepreneur, I think one of the hardest things is to be able to see your own business objectively. And... Yeah. It's, you know, just yesterday I was on the phone with someone who serves as an objective person for me and yes. she she's, you know, poking holes in some of the things that I was saying about my own business. But, you know, she has a different perspective. She's on the different side of the Zoom screen. Yeah. And so she can see something that I can't see. So, um, you know, well, I think that your, that's what makes your peer to peer so important, right, is it allows other people to give you advice uh, or or positions on maybe things that you're not seeing inside of, you, of your organization. That's right. And three things I just wrote down there uh, for any for our listeners, if you're trying to grow your business, you know, offer a referral fee for business that's coming in. Use LinkedIn from a prospecting perspective. And finally, network. Get out and network. Meet new people. You can do it virtually. Utilize LinkedIn to send messages to people. Ask them to grab a virtual cup of coffee. Um, you know, hopefully at some point we we can get back to going to the Panera and the other uh, Starbucks's and, and and grabbing those coffees physically. But until then, you know, I, I think you can still network virtually. Um, so I think those are all three good three pieces of advice is to continue to grow your business. Um, Aaron, I always end this show uh, as we're as we're getting close to time here. I want to be conscious of your time as well as for our listeners. 
you know, I always end the show and I ask my guests to, to, to leave to leave today and give one piece of advice, whether it's to maybe a leader who's listening to the show or maybe somebody who's aspiring to be a leader. What is one thing or a life hack or, or a piece of advice you could give somebody um, that they could apply to their life? Get a coach. You know, the best coaches have coaches. And I think that to the point that we were just discussing, you can't see your own blind spots. You need someone who's objective and who is a third party outside of you and someone who you trust, who really has your best interest in, in, in heart, you know, in mind and is willing to be straight with you and to tell you the things, you know, that you might be doing that aren't working. Um, I'm doing some turnaround work for a client right now and I gave this uh, business owner some feedback today over lunch. I said, you know, you're, I know you're exhausted, but you're coming across as angry and it's a little upsetting um, to I suspect it's upsetting to your team and so I think you're gonna have to use a little fake it till you make it um, <laughs> even though you're exhausted I get it but right. you know let's not let's not demoralize these people and have them be upset um, so let's dig it a little deeper just for a little bit longer here until your, your energy does come back um, that's the kind of difference that makes a difference with you know in this case with employees staying or leaving yeah so um, you know, my my advice in every sitting and whether it's, you know, me or someone like me, I'm not saying this just because, um, you know, I'm in the business. Uh, I'm in the business because it works. Get a coach. Yeah. Well, I think into that point, you know, I, I've talked with our coaches uh, before as well. And I think, you know, you look at sports teams, they, they all have coaches, right? They all have mentors. And I think to your point, um, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I didn't have a mentor along my way. I've had a couple of them that have been very instrumental to my life. Um, and you, you do, you need somebody on the other end to look at either your business or, you know, I'm in sales, so I, I kind of run my own business in, in a certain way, but um, to look at what you're doing and give you, a, you know, a, a, an objection from a different lens, right? And so I think that's a very, a very good point. I, I um, another thing I'll add is I, you know, I, I had an interview with Kent Scornia, who is the CEO and founder of Krillogy uh, here in St. Louis. Uh, actually, his episode will air uh, next week. And he, he said, you know, you just got to go for it. But in this, in the, but when you do go for it, make sure you have other people along the way to kind of guide you down the path that you need to go go along. And a coach is a, a perfect segue um, to have somebody to guide you down that down that path. So I think that's a great piece of advice. So, Aaron, on behalf of STL Leaders and, and myself, I appreciate you taking 30 minutes to be on the show today. Um, it was very valuable. I hope uh, for the listeners out there who's listened to this, uh, I'm going to give Aaron a chance to plug her organization. Do you have a website that they can go to if they want any more information about your organization? Absolutely. Hit up blackdresscircle.com. Aaron, thank you so much. Again, on behalf of STL Leaders, uh, we appreciate what you're doing for St. Louis, uh, for our community, for our small business owners, for the women of our community. Uh, and I appreciate you taking the time to be on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me. This was fun. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. This episode was brought to you by NWO IT Services. As a business owner, downtime is not what you want to worry about. With NWO IT Services, we take that worry away with our month-to-month -month managed service packages. We are locally owned and operating for 12 years. We are your technology partner. Visit nwoitservices.com to learn more.